السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين Indeed we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We thank him upon all conditions We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his entire household, all his companions, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless all of them and to bless every single one of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all goodness. My brothers and sisters, before we commence today, it is important for me to make mention of our brothers and sisters who are suffering across the globe. So many countries, our brothers and sisters are suffering war and hunger so much of famine and so on. They are struggling and suffering while they are fasting. We spare a moment to pray for them, to make dua for them, to reach out to them. Brothers and sisters, we should try our best not to forget those who are struggling and suffering. This evening, we have news that the city of Fallujah is actually under siege and the people are suffering. People are leaving and there is a humanitarian disaster that is looming. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant all human beings ease, especially our brothers and sisters who are struggling and suffering. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of one of the reasons why we fail as an ummah. One of the reasons why we fail as an ummah. One of the reasons why we lose our might and our power. And that is because we dispute and we become disunited. Allah says in verse number 46 of Surah Al-Anfal, and, and obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger and do not dispute. Which means you, your duty and my duty and the duty of the entire ummah, the duty of mankind at large to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger. And at the same time to avoid dispute, discord, that which will cause disunity. Why? Because Allah says, because you will become unsuccessful as a result. If you dispute with each other, you will be unsuccessful. What are you arguing about? Follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, follow the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and work together as an ummah. So if you don't do that, then you will fail. Fashal means failure. And number two is, your power as an ummah will be lost. Today we are perhaps 2 billion people on the globe. You know the figure fluctuates. But let's say 2 billion people on the world as Muslimin. What is the condition of the Ummah? What is going on? Surely if we were united, if we had a common voice, if we rallied behind what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed, definitely we would be able to be extremely powerful, sorting out our matters and problems no matter where they are. So the reason why we are facing what we are facing is because of our own disputes and discord and the fact that we have turned away from the revelation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us return to the straight path. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us all mend our ways and habits. This is why Allah says, Wasbiru, bear a lot of patience. 
and restraint when it comes to your relations with one another you will need a lot of restraint today we are quick to label one another we are quick to fight with one another we are quick to want to kill one another yet Allah says practice restraint be patient remember you are members of the same ummah you will need one another you will need to stand up for one another may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease this is why Allah makes mention of the kuffar and why they have strength Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the kuffar and why they have strength and and why we as an ummah require attention if we don't do something that they are already doing we would probably fail listen to what Allah says it's a powerful verse verse number 73 of surah al-anfal وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضُ إِلَّا تَفْعَلُوهُ تَكُنْ فِتْنَةٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَفَسَادٌ كَبِيرٌ The kuffar are all protectors of one another, no matter who they are, no matter where they are. At the end of the day, they will stick up for one another. They will stick up in the sense that they will defend each other, they will stand up for one another, they are allies of one another, according to this verse of the Qur'an. And the Qur'an says, if you, O Muslimin, do not do the same, then there will be chaos and corruption on earth. What does that mean? If you don't stick up for one another, if you don't protect one another, if you don't stand up for one another, then obviously there will be chaos on the whole globe. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. These are powerful verses. These are powerful verses. These are verses that are telling us what the problem is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. Allah is saying learn from the others. They stand up for one another and you we don't even stand up for our own brothers and sisters in our own families, communities, in our own countries. Where are we going to stand up for the entire ummah? May Allah forgive us. May Allah strengthen us. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us that war is not what is required of the Muslimin. Even in the case where war has broken out, Allah says when people are inclining towards peace, you stretch the hand of peace inclined towards it as well. If there is a war and there is a war zone, the war is going on and the enemy is saying, look, let's incline towards peace. Let's try and make peace. Allah says, you should incline towards peace. You're a Muslim, subhanAllah. You should be more towards peace than anyone else. Now, there is a question that will arise. Let's read the verse. Number 61 of Surah Al-Anfal. If they incline towards peace, then you too should incline towards peace and lay your trust in Allah. Why lay your trust in Allah? I don't know if they are being sincere or not. If it is clear to me that they are not being sincere, then I would be foolish to incline towards peace. Because I know they are not. But if they are not clear in the sense that they are coming across and perhaps they would be genuine or maybe they really would like to make the peace, I must be the first one to incline towards it and say no problem. And I lay my trust in Allah for indeed He is all hearing, all knowing. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. And in the very next verse, Allah says, if they want to cheat you, say their intention was to cheat you. Some people want to say, want to make peace, not because they want to make it. They're telling you, I want to make peace because they want to be given respite in order to prepare to attack you once again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If 
they want to cheat you, then definitely Allah is sufficient for you. Allah will never allow them to succeed over you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us protection. The reason why I make mention of this, we as an ummah need to save ourselves. From what? From calamity, from disaster. That will happen when we are disunited and fragmented. This is why I've spoken about these three verses from Surah Al-Anfal and made mention of the importance of unity, the importance of the fact that we are concerned for one another in a positive way, not in a negative way. What does that mean? For example, something happens and without thinking, I become violent. That's negative. That's negative. Think, sort the matter out, sit the people down, talk to them, etc., etc. If it requires that you become a little bit harder in your approach, so be it, but not as the beginning line. Not as the first step. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding of this beautiful deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indeed given us much guidance and, and advice. The problem is we don't follow it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Surah Al-Tawbah. The next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how even the enemy, when he accepts Islam and he fulfills his salah and he establishes or establishes zakah and fulfills the salah or establishes the salah and fulfills the zakah he becomes your brother in faith even though five minutes ago you were enemies look at khalid ibn al-walid radiallahu anhu abu sufyan radiallahu anhu and so many other examples of those companions who fought the muslims before they accepted islam and when they accepted islam it was a bat of an island they were forgiven wiped out Khalid ibn al-Walid radiallahu anhu, it is reported he went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam before he accepted Islam. He was worried about what would happen to him because he had murdered a lot of the Muslimin in the wars. So he asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, O Messenger, what will happen to me? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, Ya Khalid, inna al-Islam yajubbu ma qablahu. O Khalid, I want you to know that Islam will delete all the bad and the evil you've done in the past. The good, you will carry it with you. The bad, it's deleted. It's gone. Subhanallah. You know when they say you fulfill Hajj, you literally dipped into a cleanser. You come as clean as the day you were born. Why? What does it mean? It means the bad and the evil is deleted. It doesn't mean everything is deleted and you start a new slate. Your good that you've done, it's carried through. It carries on with you. So only the bad is deleted. Here also, when you make tawbah, the hadith says, The one who seeks forgiveness from sin is equivalent to the one who did not commit sin at all. The only condition is they need to have changed their lives after that particular repentance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us true repentance and forgiveness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and this is something amazing. Verse number 11 of Surah Al-Tawbah. If they, the enemies, happen to repent, or even the hypocrites, if they happen to repent and they establish their prayer and they give their zakah, they are suddenly your brothers in faith. You will embrace them as your brothers indeed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. I want to pause for a moment. If this is the case, when it comes to the enemies of Islam, what about the Muslimin? My brothers and sisters, people who are fulfilling salah, they are giving zakah. We don't consider them ikhwanuna fi deen. We don't consider them our brothers in deen. We have arguments, we have fights, we have hatred, we have jealousy, we have enmity, we have so much of difficulty between us. There is a lot of dispute and so on. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us brothers and sisters together with that dua. We need to do something positive about it. Don't let shaitan instill within you hatred for your fellow believers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the love of items in this world. What is it that we love as human beings? Okay, so let's start off. Your children or your parents or for example your brothers, your sisters, your siblings, your wives, your family members. And then what else? Wealth, some money. You would say, yes, okay, I do have a connection with it. There is a certain amount of love there. Nobody here can deny that. There is a certain amount of love for that money. That's why you keep it close to you in your pocket. You make sure you have a hidden zip inside there and it's gone inside. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. What else? A business deal. We love business deals so much that we get upset when another person takes our deal. Do you know what that means? I'm supposed to have got a deal with a certain company and suddenly I hear that brother Abdullah has now got the deal. Me and Abdullah, we stop speaking. That's it. It's over. Why? You took my deal. That's bad. Listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Even your homes, your houses, your dwellings, your conveyance, everything else that is material, there will be a human connection with those items. But do not let the love for all of these things exceed the love that you have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's it. Allah says, no harm in loving this to a certain extent, limited love. I love my parents, my family, my children, my wives, whoever else, my brothers and sisters, wealth and whatever else is mentioned in the verse, but not more than Allah. When the instruction of Allah comes, that is first. You cannot forego your salah because of them. You cannot forego the instruction of Allah because of them. And you will never do haram because of those things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you love those items more than Allah, then just wait for the instruction of Allah to befall you. Wait for calamity and disaster to strike. It's a matter of time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us. Beautiful verse number 24 of Surah At-Tawbah. قُلْ إِن كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اِقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ فَتَرَبَّصُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الْفَاسِقِينَ Oh Muhammad sallallahu tell them, if your fathers and your children and your siblings and your wives and your family members and your wealth and your business deals that you fear to lose and your homes that you love are more loved to you than Allah and his messenger and striving in his cause then just hold on wait for the instruction of Allah to befall you for the calamity disaster to get to you may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us so look at how beautifully Allah words it he didn't say don't love these things you can it's human you will love your family you have rights to fulfill your parents and so on. But not more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah comes first. Even your business deals. The other man got the deal. So what? Sustenance is in the hands of Allah. Yes, if he shortchanged you, if he robbed you, then there is a problem. But you make sure you don't do that to others. You make sure you are honest in business. You make sure you are an upright businessman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all strength. In this way, we will save ourselves from disaster in this world as well as calamity in the hereafter or punishment in the hereafter. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. Imagine everything you have been given, you always put Allah first. You put the messenger and his instruction first. You put striving in the good cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first. Then everything else. Do you think you're going to fail? Not at all. You cannot fail. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us success. Then verse number 54 of Surah At-Tawbah, Allah makes mention of one of the reasons why he rejects wealth that is given in his cause sometimes. So we spend. When you spend, my brothers and sisters, do it with a good heart. Feel in your heart, I want to give. Allahu Akbar. Even if you have a little, even if it's five rands, it must be it must be the goodness of your heart. You must give it nicely with respect. You don't throw money. You don't make people sing for their money. If you know what I mean. You don't make people feel small when you give them something. No, it is done with honor, dignity, respect for the sake of Allah. Then Allah accepts it. If you are a person who is upright, but Allah says, the hypocrites, we didn't accept their charities. Why? Listen to what Allah says. Verse number 54, Surah At-Tawbah. وَمَا مَنَعَهُمْ أَن تُقْبَلَ مِنْهُمْ نَفَقَاتُهُمْ إِلَّا أَنَّهُمْ كَفَرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَبِرَسُولِهِ وَلَا يَأْتُونَ الصَّلَاةَ إِلَّا وَهُمْ كُسَالًا وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَ إِلَّا وَهُمْ كَارِهُونَ Nothing stopped their charities from being accepted except that they didn't believe in Allah and His Messenger. Truly. And when they used to read Salah, they read Salah lazily. They were lazy. They didn't want to fulfill it. They just fulfilled it because they had to. Everyone was doing it. Or sometimes you're just fulfilling it half-heartedly. Allah says, لا يأتون الصلاة إلا وهم كسالة. They used to only pray their salah while they were lazy. They couldn't wait for the prayer to be over. Allah says, then what are you wasting your time giving charities for? Sort your life out with us first here, man. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. These are strong verses. Very, very strong. Where Allah is telling you, if you want the benefit of your charities to be felt by you, you need to make sure that holistically, you are a decent Muslim. You fulfill your prayer as an honor. You know, there are two ways of fulfilling salah. One is, you are doing it because you have to do it. And two is, you are doing it because you want to do it. Subhanallah. When you have to do it, it will be accepted because you know that it's a duty unto you. But you know that it's a duty and on top of that, you want to do it as an honor. That's when you take your time. You come to the masjid early. Brothers and sisters, I bear witness for this masjid in Bosmont. Subhanallah. And it's an honor to be in your midst. I see this masjid well before the adhan. It's already quite full a lot of the days. Unlike many other masajid, you find the adhan is gone. The salah is about to start and people are coming late. When you say salam, you find so many sufuf and rows getting up because they missed a rak'ah or two. They missed a unit or two. Whereas in this masjid, keep it up my brothers and sisters. Keep it up in the sense that we come and we arrive early. We should be here and alhamdulillah ready in time for the salah. May Allah accept it from us. So Allah says, those who get up lazily for their salah and those who spend only when they have to when they are semi-forced to spend they don't spend unless they really have to they are almost forced to that's when they spend and they you know they give they gave the least that they could allah says that wealth it won't be accepted in the real sense in the eyes of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to give and may he accept that giving from us. Amen. Then my brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
speaks about how sometimes we see people who are enemies of Allah, who are hypocrites, and they have a lot of wealth. They are very, very wealthy. So Allah says, like I've explained in the past, it's got nothing to do with the happiness or with the wrath of Allah when He has given you or taken things away. When He's given you, it does not necessarily mean He's happy with you. When He's taken away from you, it does not necessarily mean He's upset with you. He's only testing you. It depends on the condition of your heart. If your heart is happy, even if you have nothing, that was always a blessing of Allah. And if your heart is upset, even if you have the whole world, that is the punishment. So Allah says, regarding those hypocrites who have a lot of wealth, verse number 55 of Surah At-Tawbah, فَلَا تُعْجِبَكَ أَمْوَالُهُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُهُمْ Do not be impressed by the amount of wealth that they have and the amount of children that they have. Don't let that impress you or amuse you or make you feel happy. No. إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ بِهَا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَتَزْهَقَ أَنفُسُهُمْ وَهُمْ كَافِرُونَ Allah says that He would like to punish them with that wealth and with those children. So Allah gave them wealth in order to use that money to punish them. That money is going to be the means of their destruction. That's what Allah is saying. So don't get excited. Don't stretch your eyes at the wealth of other people and say, Ooh, I wish I had that. Well, if you see the punishment that's going to get to them, you're going to say, Well, I wish I had that, minus the punishment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. You know, when Qarun was destroyed, what did these people do? When Qarun was destroyed, initially, some of the people were saying, We wish we had wealth like Qarun. And the knowledgeable people said, stop wishing what Allah has given others. You concentrate on what Allah has given you. Be content, be happy. And when Qarun was destroyed, they said, lucky we didn't have that. You know, in our language, we say that, isn't it? Lucky we didn't have that. Hey, if we had that, we'd have also been destroyed with him. Subhanallah, don't worry. Just be happy where you are. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you. Work hard to achieve. There's no harm in working hard. You want to be a millionaire? For as long as you're working hard and doing halal, not compromising your duty unto Allah, no harm in working towards it. Your intention will be, Oh Allah, when I get, inshallah I will spend also in your cause. Subhanallah. I don't think I heard the ameen loud enough there. <laughs> so my brothers and sisters, this is something very interesting. We save ourselves from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And save yourselves the ill feeling in the heart, the jealousy and the envy, the wrong type of envy, by not looking at people who have more than you. Always look at those who have less than you. That's the hadith. Look at those who have less than you. Today, I spoke about our brothers and sisters in Iraq, for example. Why? Look at them. They are struggling and suffering. No food. They don't know where to go. There are bombs from the top and there is disaster at the bottom. And where do they go? Innocent civilians, they've got nowhere to go. This way they go, the other way they go, there is disaster. And here we are sitting, we have three meals a day, subhanallah. When I say three meals a day in Ramadan, it becomes three meals a night. Do you know that? And thereafter, we have a bedding, we have everything, we are sitting, we have weather, we have mashallah. You realize the heat today, I had to actually, you know, dab my sweat in salah because subhanallah, it was getting warm. And that is not even heat, subhanallah, it's cold, we're in the middle of winter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us. Thank Allah. Look at those who don't have, you will appreciate what you have. One piece of bread, they are struggling, they don't even have the sides of the bread that you sometimes throw away. Astaghfirullah, may Allah forgive us. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happens to speak about this to remind us and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the ability to be thankful. Then we need to know, my brothers and sisters, never make a mockery of Allah or His messengers or His verses and signs. Never. Don't make a joke of it. If you make a joke or a mockery, the punishment will come in your direction. At the time of the Prophet ﷺ, there were people, hypocrites who were sitting. And you know what they said? They said, as they were looking at Muhammad ﷺ and the army that was going out, they said, oh, we haven't seen more greedy people than these. These are greedy. They're just going out to steal the wealth of the people. Astaghfirullah. The Prophet Muhammad ﷺ was told about what they had uttered. And he was told to ask them. And he was told, when you ask them, we will tell you now what the answer will be. When you will ask them, they will say, we were only chit-chatting. You know, we were only talking amongst each other. You know, sometimes we just sit and we talk. What do we talk? A load of rubbish. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Don't do that. You need to know what you're allowed to joke about and what you're not allowed to joke about. You cannot joke about Allah and His messengers and His signs. So Allah says to Muhammad ﷺ, when you ask him, what were you doing saying this? They will say, we were just, you know, talking to each other and we were joking. So Allah says, قُلْ أَبِ اللَّهِ وَآيَاتِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَهْزِئُونَ Are you joking about Allah and His messenger and His verses? لَا تَعْتَذِرُوا قَدْ كَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِيمَانِكُمْ Don't present excuses. You have lost your iman to disbelief because of those type of jokes. Subhanallah. Verse number 65 and 66 of Surah At-Tawbah. Those are the verses I just read. Let us, my brothers and sisters, be careful. Sometimes, you know, we all have a little bit of laughter. It's healthy. Sometimes it's healthy to laugh a little bit. It's also healthy to cry. You need to know that. But at the same time, let that laughter not be at the expense of your iman. Let it not be that you lose your iman just to have a laugh. Astaghfirullah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. Like I said, save yourselves from the wrath and the punishment of Allah from losing your iman by protecting yourselves. When you joke, let it be a clean, decent joke. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about hypocrites. And Allah says, the hypocrites, they are all one from the other. They are all connected. So who are these hypocrites who are all connected? The male ones, the female ones, they're all one from the other. يَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمُنْكَرِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَقْبِضُونَ أَيْدِيَهُمْ Three qualities are mentioned in this verse. It is verse number 67 of Surah At-Tawbah. Allah says, They encourage people to do bad and they discourage them from doing good and they are stingy. Simple. They don't spend. These are the qualities of the hypocrites. My brothers and sisters, when you have friends or when you are a friend of someone, give them good advice. When there is evil, don't encourage them. If you encourage them, you become a hypocrite. How can I encourage them? You know, sometimes people have marital problems and it's quite normal sometimes to have a few issues here and there. And sometimes people say, I need to get it off my chest, you know. So let me talk to someone. Be careful who you talk to. You'll tell someone a small matter. You know, my husband snores. Ah, that's it. You must just ask for a divorce. That's it. Half of us here would be divorced. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. 
He snores, let someone give you good advice to tell you, you know, my sister, be patient, at least he doesn't beat you up, at least he doesn't swear you. You know, when he's snoring, it's just a sound, it's not a swear word. Imagine, snoring and a swear word comes out. May Allah forgive us, I don't even want to imitate it. <laughs> my brothers and sisters, get good advice and give others good advice. Don't tell them that which is bad. Don't ever, because you become a hypocrite. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us about it. He says that they discourage people from good and encourage them to do bad. That's hypocrisy. We need to save ourselves by encouraging people to do good and discouraging them from bad. And then he says, and they are miserly, literally stingy. Don't be miserly. Don't get too attached to your wealth that you can't give someone. When you love something, think about giving it away. Because you know what? If you were to die there and then as it is, it's going to go to someone else. No matter how much you love it, your Rolls Royce or for example, your Bentley or your Mercedes, whatever else it is, you love it so much. Don't let that love exceed the love you have for Allah. I was about to say give it away, but I don't think people are going to give it away quickly. If you die, it is going to go away anyway. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all ease. I want to make mention of three other qualities of a hypocrite mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the idea of saving ourselves from those qualities. Ayatul munafiqi thalathun. The signs of the hypocrites. Three mentioned in the hadith. Ida haddatha kadab. When he speaks, he lies. That's a hypocrite. He tells lies. He cannot speak the truth. He just loves to tell a lie whether it is simple or complicated. When he makes a promise, he breaks it. He changes his mind. Someone promises you, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Two days later, it doesn't come. A month later, it doesn't come. A year later, it doesn't come. You ask them what happened. They tell you, I changed my mind. As simple as that. What do you mean you changed your mind? You promised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or for the sake of Allah. And now you broke your promise. And it's so as simple for you to just say, I changed my mind. Be careful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. The third quality, when he is entrusted, he breaks the trust. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. Tomorrow we will continue by mentioning a few of these qualities and inshallah we will progress from there. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahum wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.